You're tuned in to ENN Radio, a weekly podcast from Elon News Network that brings you the stories behind the stories. I'm Alex Hager. Thanks for listening. To start things off today, I took a look at a string of crimes that hit Elon during Thanksgiving break. Here's the story. On Monday night, Kent Chance's living room looked like pretty much any other college bachelor pad. A few guys sat on mismatched couches, sipping beers and playing video games, their feet kicked up on a cooler serving as a makeshift coffee table. But just a few days ago, it was the scene of a crime. They said he um, probably came in, sort of opened up the door, tested this out, sort of pushed it out a little bit, and then got his shoulder and just probably went like this and popped out the, uh, the chain like this that's right here. Chance's house was one of many in Elon that was broken into over Thanksgiving break, according to reports filed with the town police department. With students home for the holiday, plenty of off-campus houses were left totally unoccupied for days on end. The reports account for five burglaries, but victims say they've talked to their neighbors and think there were at least a few more. All in all, burglars made off with thousands of dollars in stolen goods. But it was weird, like they came in, took the TV, took the Apple TV, and then went into my, and then I went into my room and took some stuff, and I don't know if they took stuff from his room, but... I'm just happy, personally, I'm just happy they got away with electronics that are replaceable and not things that aren't. Chance lost his TV, an Amazon Alexa, a wireless speaker, and a few other items. Just a few doors down on Wooddale Drive, Max Tannenbaum says his house got hit too after someone crawled in through an unlocked window facing the backyard. It's one of those things that you hear about a lot, and, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily happen to everyone, but when it does, it, it puts things into perspective, you know. In both houses, the aftermath shows a rushed search for valuables. Things were thrown off the desk and strewn about the floor. You can even see where someone rifled through the sock drawer. Even though they lost their TV and some other electronics, Janek Advani, Chance's housemate, says it isn't about the stuff that got taken. It was really a question not of, you know, what we lost monetarily or financially. I think it was the peace of mind. I mean, I was hanging out in my room last night at 3 a.m. and I heard this shuffling and, uh, you know, my heart just leapt out of my chest, like, oh, God, are they back? And, you know, it's it's very scary stuff. The guys on Wooddale say next break they'll do things a little differently. Maybe leave a light on, take some valuables home with them, and be sure to double-check the locks on doors and windows. The cops agree that's a pretty good strategy. Jim Giannotti from the town of Elon Police Department says students should do all of those things and consider buying a cheap security camera to keep an eye on the property while they're gone. He also said they don't know for certain who's responsible for the crimes, but he'd like to think there were multiple people involved in the break-ins. In terms of replacing the stuff, Chance said the timing of the thefts actually gave him an advantage. The one silver lining to this whole thing was that the Black Friday sales were still going on, so we ended up getting a new TV. Alex Hager, Elon News Network. second year in a row, Elon's football season ended in the first round of the playoffs. The Phoenix capped a landmark season in a pretty uninspiring way, crumbling down at Wofford 19-7. ENN Executive Director Emmanuel Morgan was our man on the ground down in Spartanburg, and he joins us now to talk about some takeaways from that game. Eman, thanks for coming on. Hey, we're finally having me on the show, man. It's been forever. I mean, over two months, and I'm just not not getting on. (laughs) It's great to have you here, finally. Let's talk some football. So what what was this team's downfall? After such a successful season, what didn't work out to lead to a scoreline like this? I think the biggest thing when I was watching the game was that they couldn't really run the ball well. They only had 51 rushing yards, and if you look at every other game they've had, they average a little bit over 200. So it was really, really big with their running game. They really couldn't do it. You saw with the injury to Malcolm Summers, all the people tried to step up, but they really can't get the production that they had throughout the first half, first half of the uh, season. 
And that's pretty representative of how this whole season went. A starter went down, and the backup just couldn't keep up. You know, people following this Phoenix team would know the running back wasn't the only position where that happened. The team's starting QB was also down, and it wasn't even his backup playing against Wofford. What did you see out of the third stringer there? Yeah, Daniel Thompson, he he had a decent game. He had 200 yards, but he did force an interception. So that did kind of turn the pace when he had a turnover. So he, he did play a decent game, but he wasn't really as good as Davis Sheet could be. And this season, it looked like the team just couldn't hold it together when it didn't have those two starters. I mean, you look at some of those games, and there were times when backups put up big numbers, and it seemed like every week someone different stepped up on defense. But the way those last few results went, you got to ask, was this team really just two players? It's funny you ask that because during homecoming, I'd actually asked Coach Nettie the same question, and he said, no, the team is not bigger than two players. He said people can always step up, but when you look at they lose their starting quarterback and starting running back, it's always going to hurt them. But also when you look at the roster up and down, there are other people hurt. Cortez Weeks, he's a really good receiver. He's been banged up throughout the season. Corey Joyner, he started his freshman year. He didn't play against Wofford. Tyler Campbell, a starting uh, safety, he also was hurt too. Those are really big positions. And if you don't have that senior leadership as well as people have experience, you can't expect the same production. So it, it does look good, though, because Jalen Thomas, the running back, he is going to be really good coming up in his upperclassman years. And Davis will be back after his 20 ACL next season. So... It does look pretty good for them, but just the fact that they lost so many people so late in the season, it didn't really play in their favor. Well, that is a wrap on this season of Elon Football, but we will definitely have our eyes on that team coming next fall. E-Man, thanks so much for the thoughts. Thank you, man. I hope to be back on soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of ENN Radio. You can catch our weekly television show on Monday nights at 6, read our paper on Wednesday mornings, and get all the news you need to know 24-7 on elonnewsnetwork.com. I'm Alex Hager. Have a great weekend. Thank you.